This is uh, for the courtesan Ching Lin, translated by Kenneth, Kenneth Rexroth and Ling Chung in Women Poets of China. Everybody Ling Chung tonight. Everybody Ling Chung tonight. On your slender body, your jade and coral girdle ornaments chime. Like those of a celestial companion, come from the green jade city of heaven. One smile from you when we meet, and I become speechless and forget every word. For too long you have gathered flowers and leaned against the bamboos, your green sleeves growing cold in your deserted valley. I can visualize you all alone, a girl harboring her cryptic thoughts. You glow like a perfumed lamp in the gathering shadows. We play wine games and recite each other's poems. Then you sing Remembering South of the River with its heartbreaking verses. Then we paint each other's beautiful eyebrows. I want to possess you completely, your jade body and your promised heart. It is spring. Vast mists cover the five lakes. My dear, let me buy you a red-painted boat and carry you away. God damn, that thing just got me horny. Mm, that's very sensual. Painting beautiful eyebrows. Painting eyebrows, wearing green sleeves. Uh-huh, singing sad songs. Uh-huh, buying goddamn dragon boats. I love me a good dragon boat race. Uh-huh, we're constantly getting involved in dragon boat <laughs> All races. All the time. Not only getting involved, uh, getting you know, getting out there on the river ourselves, but betting, gambling on dragon boat races, uh, fixing them. Absolutely, constantly. I, was at, I was at the casino last night. They were flipping through, mm-hmm. they had the horses on the TV. I said, yeah. hey, bitch. Where the dragon boat races for me to bet on. Right. And she said, you gotta go to China. I said, that's racist. <laughs> Enough of this equine bullshit. Yeah, dude, I'm putting over these, these. Putting these horses through the ringer, dude. Yeah, dude, these immaculate beasts fucking sweating it's and bleeding torture. for them. It's torture for these beautiful Goddamn fucking stallions carrying, galloping around. Carrying little midget men on their backs. Uh-huh. Now, dragon boat races, you might not be able to gather those by the name, but they don't actually involve actual dragons. Nope. They're it's boats. A, it's a boat. Shaped and carved, designed like a dragon, carved beautifully, architecturally like a dragon, mm-hmm. and may the best dragon boat win. Yeah, and really, it comes down to the power of the men and the women involved. Exactly, Ooh. not these fucking beasts you're riding to death. Uh-huh. Turn them into goddamn glue and horse racing. I'm shit. I'm firing my gun up in the air right now. Fill the fucking horse tracks with water mm-hmm. and let dragon boat racing commence. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set all them horses free. Yep. Sneak into the stables late at night. I'm going to ride one out like motherfucking Zoros. Uh-huh. Spinning my fucking cowboy hat in uh-huh. the air like a windmill. I'm going to go, what's up, Tornado? That was Zoro's horse name. You! You! Just like that, huh? Mm-hmm. That's how the horse speak? Zoro named his horse Tornado? Uh-huh, Tornado. He didn't name it a Spanish name? What's I mean, Tornado in Espanol? I don't know. Tornado? Tornado. <laughs> Tornidad. Tornidad. I can actually find out real quick. Let me bring up Spanish dicks. Span- what is what is the Spanish word for tornado? Here are some results. Tornado. Uh, tornado. <laughs> El tornado. El tornado les destrozo. El tornado levanto dos camiones y los arrojo hasta el otro lado de la ciudad. Goddamn. Ay, caramba. <laughs> Bartman. El Barto. 
El Barto. I got called a fucking gringo by a Mexican man at work the other day. I can't believe he would look at you and fucking... That and that word, word would come, would to, come his to his mind. mind. Fuck, I transcend race, hombre. Why did this Mexican man call you a goddamn gringo? So, the name of his account, there's like five mm-hmm. with that name. And Juan? so, right off the bat, like, my bad for you not being original, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your fault. He apparently, every time he's come into the store... Each one of the people that work there have gotten it wrong, and I'm just the newest one of his wrath. Damn. He has a sales rep. Uh, she's Hispanic. And so he called her and was just rapid-firing fucking Spanish, Espanols at mm-hmm. her. And I caught at some point, he said, this gringo behind the counter. Uh-huh. And I just, it took everything I had in my power to not just, st- like, interrupt him. And, and drop those fucking beautiful lines spoken by Kenneth J. Powers. And say, excuse me, sir. That's fucking racismo. <laughs> Goddamn, dude. What are you doing fucking yelling these racismos around me? Motherfucker, you're in America. You're uh-huh. in the land of gringos. Uh-huh. You come here to my fucking village. You don't see me my, calling you fucking wetback. My pintar shop. Uh-huh, my pintar shop. My pintar resta- restaurante. El pintar shopiro. You come here and fucking insult me by calling me a goddamn... Hijo de la puta, pendejo, fucking gringo. All sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. So we have a we have a part timer starting soon, mm. and so to make sure that like is this sh- the hot chick you yeah. were talking about? Oh, dude, got bubble butt like a motherfucker. Mm. Poof! Oh I my just god! Hiding two paint cans in her uh-huh. pants, basically. And apparently she drives a truck. Uh, my buddy at the time, I had texted him. I'm like, yo, my manager just like interviewed like a hot chick. Ooh. And he walked in like five seconds after I sent the text. He was like, yo. Like, oh. Apparently he saw her getting into a big old pickup truck. Oh. But then we looked She's her up. She's a redneck woman. She ain't no high class girl. Exactly. Of course, it being a shop of all men. Yeah. Uh we creepily, like, looked her up. Oh, of course. And so, she's not on LinkedIn, mm. so that's a sign that, like... She's not business-minded. Not, not business-minded, exactly. No. But she, I found somebody on Facebook with her name. Oh. But she had a kid. Ooh. So, I have to be very respectful to her, not just because she is coming into my workplaces and I have to train she's her. She's a single mother. But yeah, she's a single mom. She's, you know, she's facing adversaries. Just trying to get by. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. So, I was, like, thinking ahead. I'm like, all right... So this dude, bitching about nobody being able to find his fucking account because it's an unoriginal goddamn name, I wrote his account number down on mm. a card Hell yeah. with the name of the company. I, I told him, I was like, there's a new part-timer starting soon. I was like, if she helps you, like, give her this card so mm-hmm. that she can make sure she gets the right account. I'm not trying to have you come in here and call this fucking new girl a goddamn gringo and right. she fucking runs away in tears because you're a goddamn asshole. Right, and then she got no money to raise her fucking baby. Exactly, man. Yo, mama's got to get bread. Right. So, yeah. That's that's my story of being ahead. called a Yeah, dude. It was wise. You're a wise man. Well, that's, you know, turned 30, fucking aged up a year, mm-hmm. aged up and wisened. Powered up. You got yeah. an XP boost. Exactly. You dude. got a ton fucking of points. 30's a big one. Level 30, level man. Level 30. Fucking XP's out the ass you're right almost, now. You're close to a new game plus. <laughs> Pretty much. I wish life had a fucking new game plus. <laughs> you and me both, because I would have quit this shit already. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> I would have bailed out this motherfucker. <laughs> In a heartbeat. You restart with all your fucking knowledge and everything? Yep. All your skills? Got all my skills, all my knowledge. I'm like, all right, let me just fucking reset this shit. I'm going right back to the start. I'd be fucking on day one. (laughs) Come out the pussy. Come out the pussy. Going right right into pussy. (laughs) Like a goddamn loop-de-loop. Yep. Set it up like a fucking water park. I come out. Whoop, 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 whoop. Those sounds exactly. Fucking the nurse, the hot ass nurse pulling me out my mother's mm-hmm. goddamn pussy hole. I'm going, hey nurse, 
put me in yours, put baby. Me in yours. It's like the fucking pneumatic tube at the bank. Mm-hmm. When exactly. You drive through. You go. <laughs> yep. You get sucked right up into a goddamn nurse's pussy. Hole. I was so upset that when I had to go uh, do I like when I became full time, I learned that I had to like go drop off the bank deposits every night. Um, listeners, don't try and rob me. It's like we're depositing like eighty bucks. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, but I was excited because I was like, "Oh shit! Do I get to like put it in the tube? Like, goddamn!" From the movie The Shadow, he used a network of oh, tubes to yeah. pass messages to his goddamn fucking workers. Right? Nah, man, I just have a key. I gotta open this fucking stupid door thing, drop it in, just, just goes down laundry chute. Way less exciting. Nah, that sucks, dude. I think everything should be more like a chintzy spy movie. Hey, hang on. Oh. Like the movie we watched today. Like Debs? Like Debs? D-E-B-S? 2000-whatever, whenever it came out. Where's my DVD case? Disastrous, enormous, beautiful Bullets. sexuals. Disastrous, enormous, boobies sucking upon them. Debs. Uh-huh. D-E-B-S. Yep. That's what it stands the, for. I got the goddamn DVD. This is the first yeah. we've had a physical medias of Not a the fucking first. film since Joyride. Yeah, since Joyride. Um, Which, and I was, I want to give a shout out, thank you, Mike Imboden. Thank you to my for, dad. For picking this shit up at the comic shop. Acquired this DVD, I can just leave this over here for you, because I'm sure as fucking taking it back. <laughs> you motherfucker. Oh, check this out, we got an ad, we got an insert on the inside Oh, any of cool DVD. movies on there? Collect these other great DVDs. This is Sony Pictures. Uh, the Grudge. I'm assuming this is the remake with, uh... Yeah, the American it? remake. Sarah Michelle Gellar's, uh, Spanglish. Oh, it's Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler's. Boogeyman. Remember that one? Love me some Boogeyman. Boogeyman. Uh, Hitch, which actually there's a preview for yep, Hitch. Yep, there's a preview for on Hitch. The DVD. Something called Lucky Seven with Kimberly Williams Paisley, Patrick Dempsey, Brad Rowe, that's and a, Gail O'Grady. So definitely not Seven or Lucky Number Seven. Oh, seven. you got served. Oh, you got served. Are we there yet? Fuck Ice yeah. Cube, Triple X fan. I met Ice Cube while he was filming that film. That's right. You've told that yep. story where Mike uh, Michael King almost, almost said the N word in front of him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, made in Manhattan, J Lo, classic. J Lo uh, got what engaged or married to A Rod? Oh, did she? They yeah, finally like they just, tied just it up yesterday. Yeah, she tied his penis into a balloon knot. Uh huh. Like a goddamn clown. That's what you do at weddings. Yep. <laughs> That's instead of putting a ring on, you yeah. tie the man. The woman dick pulls into his a... penis out of his pants right. and ties it up like a knot, and she says, "You can never fuck nobody again." That's one of those games they play at the reception, like when the man pulls a garter belt off of mm-hmm. her pussy or wherever that thing's located. I've never, I've never understood the like. He just disappears up the dress. I don't know where it, it comes from. It's always been weird to me that you're celebrating like committing your life to this woman mm-hmm. for the rest of your life in front of your family and mm-hmm. friends and then you do this and then you literally erotic. shove your face into your wife's, wife's pussy, pussy and yeah. pull out some goddamn everything, string everything else about the wedding day is so chaste yeah. like she's wearing this big beautiful gown yeah like the white for her innocence yeah, yeah exactly and then it's like very all these religious uh, uh, priest up there bullshit. talking about god knows what religious traditions and rites and then you got a man fucking going face first face into a clam eating that pussy man, for like the man goes into the clam yeah. and then the garter belt comes out. Yep. I guess it's like an oyster with a pearl in it, but it's Yeah, her pussy, her pussy hole lips opens open up and there's a garter belt inside. Yeah. And you have to defeat the monster that guards it right. and then take it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's all just hearsay that I've heard mm-hmm. online. That's yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know myself, but Right. We'll have to start that new game plus <laughs> and use all of acquire, our skills to right, get there. Acquire some more XP throughout life that way uh-huh. we can get married. 51st dates. Breaking all the rules, starring Jamie Foxx. Mona Lisa smile. Mona Lisa come. Mona Lisa come smile. Mona. 
It's when you bukkake onto a girl's face. Yep. And then you just you put your fingers on either side of her mouth and take your cum and turn it and upwards like a smile. And you go Simba. <laughs> yep. Uh, and anacondas hunt for the blood orchid. Oh, so the weaker anacondas. Yeah, well, there was also a three and four with David Hasselhoff. There was more? Yeah, they were like sci-fi originals or something. Oh, dude, that was when I introduced my mom Friday night. We were, uh, we were boozing up. We watched, uh, Logan's Lucky. Oh, yeah. And then I introduced her to Goon. Oh, yeah. And then she went to bed, and I was like, I'm watching Goon 2, motherfucker. <laughs> the Goon guy has got a new movie coming out. Oh, really? It's called Stuber, which is a bad name. And Terrible name. They'll changing it, because it's about a man named Stu who drives an Uber. Okay. It's played by Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, I'm about that. And he has to drive around a, like a secret agent, played by Dave Bautista. Oh, okay, I saw a yeah. poster for this. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, and the villain, That's from the Goon Guy? Yeah, apparently Fuck the yeah. Goon Guy directed it, and I think the villain is Eco Uace from The Raid. I'm about it. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Should be cool. Um, I was gonna say, a classic. I was going to say, though, like, so I introduced her that night. She had, we, were, we were going through the movies on Voodoo, and she saw your hard target, and she's like, Van Damme is a fucking asshole, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I got into this thing about, like, if I didn't watch movies that starred assholes, like, I wouldn't be able to enjoy, like, Mission Impossible. I wouldn't be able to enjoy Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon or Bloodfather. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so she was like, why is Mel Gibson an asshole other than, like, being, like, she knew he was anti-Semitic. She had never heard the, the rant? She had never heard the rant. She oh, knew he was anti-Semitic, wow. but she didn't know the extent. Right. She was like, I heard he was, like, anti-Semitic, and, like, fuck him, but, like, I didn't know he was, like, a huge asshole. I was like, you've never heard Ooh, his, like, fucking man. drunken call to his girlfriend? She was I like, mean, no. Played that shit for her, dude. I was losing my shit. Like, three minutes in, he hits her with the, you You look like a bitch in heat, yep. you're gonna get raped by a pack dude, of, uh... the message is only, like, two and a half minutes. Mm, that shit's, like, that 45 one, yeah. seconds. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Dude, sashay around Sash. in that tight dress. Your fake boobs. <laughs> your tight pants, I can see your pussy from behind. <laughs> you have to leave. I don't want to see you again. But you can stay at the house, and I will take care of my child. I'm just looking for a nice woman to raise my... Beautiful daughter. I deserve to be blown before the jacuzzi. <laughs> I hate to make light of emotional abuse and domestic violence. Oh, yeah, no, fuck him that for that. That shit's fucking hilarious. He is so drunk and so coked up. It's, you can, like, hear him, like, sniffing yeah, back the oh, coke. It's so performative, too. Yep. Like, you can tell he's, like, puffing his chest out, mm-hmm. like, walking around like a fucking rooster. Well, he, you, you catch moments of where he thinks he's gone too far, uh-huh. and he tries to tone it back, but then just immediately, like, 180s into something even more wild, like... Uh, it is, yeah. What he did, not cool at all. No. But holy shit. The shit that he says, that's like any time I've woken up hungover and drunk and I've been like, fuck, why did I do that last night? Yeah. I feel like I just need to listen to that message and I'm like, well, to fuck, I didn't it, do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not I that bad. I fucked up, but this guy, and he's getting fucking nominated for Oscars now. Yeah, so. he's back on the Academy's good list. Yeah. Because he's not fucking children. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't fuck a child. Uh-huh. Right now, the hot topic is, is fucking children. Kid fucking. Yeah. But you can you know, give it five years, that cycle, and Yeah, then Spacey kid fuckers will be, be up back. again. I mean, yeah. fucking singer, Bohemian Rhapsody's up there winning fucking Oscars. Left and right. They should have thanked him. I will stand by this. <laughs> uh, Debs. Special edition. This Special is. edition, no less, yeah. Uh, this was a DVD video, a digital versatile It gave us the option to watch it in full screen or widescreen, and the full screen, right. they showed an example of each, and the full screen example, like, cut out two cut of the yeah, characters. cut out half of the Debs in the shot. <laughs> so only two like, Debs. Why would any fucking asshole choose this? I don't want the black bars on my screen. Uncle Steve, I only see you at holidays. Takes up too much of the screen. What are you doing here, Nelson? 
He said. Does he call you Nelson? No, nah, he called. No, everyone calls me Chance. Oh. My family. They're not very uh, big fans of my father in my family. Oh, okay. Um, but he uh, he was like, I was trying to explain to him like widescreen versus regular, like full screen. He was like. Yeah, you know, I understand that it's like your artistic bullshit and whatever, but like, I just want to see the whole movie on my TV. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he downloads like a 360 by 240 JPEG and then hits it to stretch the squirt screen yeah. for his wallpaper. He's like, yeah, that looks perfect. <laughs> Harley Davidson motorcycle, just <laughs> JPEG to shit. Debs. <clears throat> Diabolic. Evil. Bucolic sex vixens. <laughs> yep, that's it. Evil is so totally busted is the tagline on this fucking DVD goddamn thing. We got our four four Debs on the poster thing here. Uh, we got on the left, chick I don't remember her name, uh, Jill Ritchie, that was her name. Uh, in the middle left, Megan Good. We last saw her in Roll Bounce a yeah, few weeks ago. Yeah, she got the goods. Great to see Megan Good with the goods. Uh, our main chick was some woman named Sarah Foster. Don't really know her. Uh, Devin Aoki, Too Fast, Too Furious. Our old pal, Devin. Half-sister of Steve Aoki, the, the cake man. Yep, the cake man the himself. The man himself. She's playing a smoking French woman. And when I say smoking, I mean both smoking hot and also smoking, smoking cigarettes. Which, fun trivia fact... Devin Aoki, not a smoker, so oh. she had to smoke herbal cigarettes, which oh. apparently smelled horrible Ooh. and, like, gave her a headache and she hated it. Oh, poor girl. And so I was, when we were watching the film, I noticed every time she, like, lights up, uh-huh. she almost seems like she's, she's like, God damn it. Like, yeah. Another one. The very first scene she's smoking, because she's wearing a fucking beret in France. Because the old gist of this is that the Debs, you take the SAT, but there's, like, a secret element to it. There's, and yeah. like, you pass this secret thing, then you become a... They, the government comes and takes you, and they're like, you're gonna be a Deb, and you're, like, a fucking spy now. Or Those SAT shit. questions may have been marked wrong by the SAT people, right. but the Debs people said, you marked it, right. They, there's, like, a secret layer beneath the Illuminati controlling us, putting white-out answers onto new paper, making you read them with their... The globalist! The globalist! Alex Jones... This is where he got all his ideas was from Debs. Oh my god, it could be. Uh, the best way to describe it is actually right here on the front. Uh, it's a quote from Johnny Lahan of IndieWire. Hilarious. Well, actually, that's probably not the best way to describe it. It's definitely I wouldn't not call hilarious. it hilarious, but okay. Forget about that part, but then this, this, this part is the part that describes it well. A sassy she-spy satire. I like... I, actually, I love the alliteration. The alliteration is amazing. Sassy she-spy satire. Of clueless... And Charlie's Angels, but with a lot more savvy. Okay, I disagree with that part. Yeah, there's definitely no... There's more savvy and clueless. And in Charlie's Angels. And in Charlie's Angels, the Mick G one especially. Have have you seen Tom Green's performance in Charlie's Angels? Have you seen Crispin Glover's performance in Charlie's Angels 2 Full full Throttle? throttle? Amazing films. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything really has more savvy than Clueless, which is an all-time classic in my opinion. and. Um, I wouldn't even call this a satire of Clueless because Clueless, Clueless itself was already a satire of, of like, like 90s, those 90s Valley yeah. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Which, I don't know. You can't satire a satire. Right. You can't spoof a spoof. That's what they never seem to understand with those, like, the uh, epic movie and date movie and all that shit. They're always making fun of comedy. It's, it's like, like two it's negatives make a, It's like two negatives make a positive. Yeah. If you try to spoof a spoof, two, you're yeah. no longer a spoof. You're just a bad movie. Right. It's just a piece of shit, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Get with the times, cinema makers. Yeah, cinema, goddamn cinema makers. 
Uh, Debs is all good, says Scott Cohen of Giant Magazine. Wonder why I've never heard of that magazine. <laughs> Here's your description from the back of the DVD case 20 minutes into our 60-minute episode. <laughs> Sultry Crime Boss. This is why we watched it, by the way. Sultry Crime Boss. Cr- climb. Sul- cr- um, sultry. Sultry. Salty, salty, salty Klein boss. Salt, calm. Salt, salty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, salty. Fuck. So, um, sunny shit. So, uh, share. Fuck no. Uh, sultry crime boss Lucy Diamond, as in Lucy in the Sky with diamonds, played by none other than Jordana Brewster. Of the Fast and the Furious, it lists her right there. Yeah, like it says Fast and Furious. Is back in the States. And the Debs, an elite team of paramilitary college co-ed super spies, are hot on her trail. But when their top agent, gorgeous Amy Bradshaw, Sarah Foster, the big bounce, mysteriously disappears after coming face-to-face with the attractive young villainess, the Debs begin a full-scale search for Lucy's secret lair, never suspecting that Amy may not want to be rescued after all in this smart and sexy spy spoof. It's literally not smart. Sexy, yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah. But smart, mm-hmm. not. Sexy, I mean, look at them babies. I uh, Look at the beautiful babies in their skirts. I just want to open this up with a um, an IMDb review. Okay. Uh, it, no spoilers. Okay. It's written by Lord of the Les... Oh. It's titled... Well, if anyone were to comment on this ex- film... Exactly. We should have invited Lord of the Les onto the podcast. Absolutely. This is the best we can do. All this right. was written July 4th, 2018. <laughs> oh, back when we were reviewing uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yep, yep. Uh, the title of the review is A Fine Lesbian Movie, and it's 7 out of 10 stars. This is a pretty decent lesbian movie. As a lesbian myself... Thank you, Lord of the Les. Lord of the Les. I can appreciate its happy ending and the chemistry between the two romantic leads. It's also got a few laughs out of me, and I appreciate its over-the-top acting at times, as it fits with the whole Charlie's Angels parody premise. The movie... (laughs) This movie played a role in helping me accept myself when I first realized I was gay, so I think I'll always have a soft, soft spot for it. Lucy Diamond, you have my heart. Honestly, I think she has all of our hearts. That's actually very touching. It was. It's it's a it's a very cute. That's uh. This came out in what two thousand? I think it says five on the DVD. <clears throat> there's also there's also. A, if there's it? if there's anything to compliment about the film, because it's not very well made, it's kind of boring. Uh, it's not all that funny. Uh, production design sucks. The sound is it, terrible. It legitimately uh, looks like. Um, uh, you said like a Nickelodeon or a Disney Channel yeah, it's type a, movie. It or... plays like a Nickelodeon cartoon, like right. Kim Possible, like you said. Yeah. But then its production value is on par with 60s Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman. Yeah, that's definitely like, what it reminded me of. It was very giant money and, signs yeah, they... on bags. Exactly. Like, it, but then, even then, the production design in that vein isn't as good as the 60s Batman style that Meet the Deedles had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I see what you mean, like with the underground lair and It's shit. like they yeah. were inspired by it, but they were too broke to execute. Yeah, because a lot of the locations in this are just like a house or yeah. like a warehouse. Yeah. There was a lot of warehouses. There's in this. literally at one point like the, the, end whole, of the, the end of the movie it's just cardboard boxes in a warehouse. It's legitimately it looks like a <laughs> shitty airsoft field. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I turned to you at one point and I was like, this is a, it's a softcore porno without the actual fucking. And we were promised from like the IMDb a trivia. A hotter fucking sex scene. Right. On it was not. scenes because we have the DVD right here. So this actress called mm. back Jordana and uh, Sarah Foster. Sarah Foster. To reshoot the sex scene, and all she got were shots of, like, Sarah unbuckling Jordana's fucking belt. Yeah. And Jordana, like, rubbing her, Sarah's back. Like right. it, It's very, very, very chaste. Like, yeah. It's, I wouldn't, and then I'm even curious, like, why didn't you use that shit in the fucking final cut? Like, I don't know. Maybe the censors looked at it, and they were like, no. Well, they, they were going to give it a PG, or an R rating right. for a guy having a joint. Okay. And that guy... None other than uh, character actor Scoot McNary. Yep. Scoot coming in. Old, He's scooting his way scoot. in. He boot scooted into the picture. <laughs> yep. We don't know. How. This might have been his fucking big screen debut, old Scoot. I don't know. You might know Scoot from Batman vs. Superman or fucking latest season of True Detective or fucking Halt and Catch Fire or fucking... Dude, Halt and Catch Fire is where I know <clears throat> Scoot from. Killing Them Softly. That was the first time I remember seeing Oh, really? Was great in that. See, I, I got like 30 minutes into Killing Them Softly and I think it was just killing me... Softly from the outside? Like, mm-hmm. just terribly. Oh. I think it was too slow. Mm. Would you recommend I go back and yeah, actually like, sit down? Yeah, revisit and... that. Yeah. Okay. Because I loved, I loved the cover. I love, like, I, Brad Maybe Pitt you went in the... expecting, like, a straight-up mob movie. Yeah. And it's, it's very talky. It's, okay. It's, yeah, uh... very much. <clears throat> they were talking me to death. And it's 100%, like, all about the fucking, like, Obama era, the Great Recession, the politics of that. Like they, I dig that. I'm not even... They don't even just draw parallel lines between it. They're like, the mob is... The American economy and yeah. here's how it works. And All right, that's like a dope. Break through the window. I, th- I think it's fantastic. Gandolfini's fucking awesome in that. that see, and that's the thing. I was Leota, like, I gotta get Leota, baby. Yeah, oh. can't go wrong with Leotes. <clears throat> no, the scrotes. You gotta Leotes. wake up and eat your Leotes. <laughs> so I have one more. Honey bunches of Leotes. <laughs> Honey bunches of Leotes. Oh my god, I would buy that cereal like yeah. a motherfucker. Oh yeah, his face on there, he's chowing down. He's got a giant fucking cartoon spoon, milk sloshing out. <laughs> exactly. I have one more review that is uh, a stark contrast to the first one I read. Okay, from Lord of the Les. This, this is from, from FFW-00221. I think it's a robot. This is a fucking Russian sock puppet uh-huh. account. It, titled, Is There Anything More Exciting Than Slender Girls in Microskirts? Oh. Yes, Slender Girls in Microskirts with long hair, of course. Yeah. For those who like tattooed trash or twerking or mm-hmm. women there. Women, there are 100 other films, mm. parenthetical, or indeed walk around your downtown. Right. For those who love action and dialogue and eye candy, mm. which is the point of cinema and entertainment, yeah. here is a film you need to own on DVD. That's Guess what we do, Buster? Mm-hmm. I love the acting, the bodies, the Ooh. faces, the acting, and yeah. that it makes me feel like I am a man again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was soft and now I'm hard. <laughs> My dick didn't used to work, but boy, after the Debs, it does. I uh, was blind, but now I see. <laughs> I love how he claims the acting twice. Twice. Which is arguably the weakest part of this fucking movie. I think Jordana's really good. Jordana's, Jordana's great, great. And honestly, the McPoyle from Always uh, Sunny. Yeah, Jimmy Simpson. He's, he's great. Very good at, he kills yeah. his like funny he's lines. A, he's a good actor, yeah. Uh, I am the god. <laughs> the god of bingo. I was like, shit. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan is in this. Yeah, barely says anything. He's sort of the uh, fuck. What's his name? In Charlie. Charlie. Angel. The, yeah. No, not Charlie. Because that was the that would be the leader of the school, the Debs Academy. The woman. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's more yeah, of the Bosley. The, that's Bosley. Yeah. yeah, the 
who played him in the real Bill, Bill Murray? Yeah. yeah, and then Bernie Mac. Oh yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Bill Murray didn't come back for the sequel. I remember I saw both those films in theaters with oh, yeah. my mom and grandma. Uh, you had a blast. I loved them, dude. Oh what my god! What did Mimi think of the uh, was the motorcycle motocross scene in Full Throttle? She thought it was hysterical, dude. Yeah. She loved to see women do shit like that. Hell yeah! Would she have liked Debs? Probably. Yeah. She's she. Well, I don't know. Maybe the gay shit may have turned her off. Ah. Uh, she, but she was a big. I feel like she would have loved Captain Marvel. Uh, big proponent of like women like being able to do anything men yeah. can do. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe she would have liked Debs, because she's like, yo, many pussy, so can women. So can women. I mean, that's what I was kind of getting at earlier when we got sidetracked discussing all the things that weren't good about the movie. Yeah. But, like, from a representational standpoint yeah. and, like, a political standpoint, I would say it's very progressive. Uh, it's directed by a woman named Angela Robinson, who is a, a gay black woman, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. And so she came up with this apparently in college as, like, a side thing where she wrote, like, little comic yeah, panels. She then did she did a short deals. film. Mm-hmm. And then she yeah, like got to make the feature. Ten minutes short, and then she sprung into this. And then after this, she landed Herbie Fully Loaded, starring Lindsay Lohan. And <clears throat> that made her the third black woman ever to direct a studio film. Which is wild, because... That was like 2000. Yeah, Herbie Fully Loaded was in the 2000s. Like like, that was ago. the third Third black, black woman, woman like, to ever direct a studio picture. I can't... Who would be the first two? What do you think? I... Honestly, I don't know. I'm bad. Yeah, I, I, nothing springs to mind. It's like, I feel like we can name female directors, but I guess when it comes down to it, I can't name a black female director. Ava DuVernay is the one that comes to mind. Okay. Selma and uh, Wrinkle in Time. I'm trying to think. I wonder who the first two were. Poor woman. Maybe. Did Wrinkle gotta in Time. It's got to be like something in the 90s, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... It's just, I don't know, it's sad to me that it's like, in the 2000s, there was only a... Th- the third black woman directed a feature film. Selected black women filmmakers and filmography. This is probably something we should have looked at. Maya Angelou directed a film. Wow, I didn't know that. Huh. Didn't, isn't she the one they make fun of in 22 Jump Street? She's a female poet. She did poetries. Jonah Hill, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. That's literally the only reason I know who Maya Angelou is. Oh, really? You fucking racist. Yeah, I, I don't. So really, be it. I don't really recognize any of these names. And then um, she actually, Angela Robinson, just last year did this movie called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, and it's about the guy who created Wonder Woman. Oh, she did that. Yeah. Oh, I dude, I haven't seen that. I yet, have but. it on my list. It's something I've been like meaning to check out. It actually looks really good. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty damn good. Yeah, like that. That's awesome. Anyway, so shout out to Angela yeah, Robinson. Good getting, on her. Getting her fucking dreams put on the screen. I mean, to be fair, she made this movie with a $3.5 million budget. Like, this wasn't a big budget More fucking movie. More than I would have expected, to be honest, looking at it. Yeah, it looks like... Our, but to be fair, the name she has attached to it, I think are where a lot of that money went. Jordana Brewster, coming off Fast, Fast and, Furious. and Furious. You got Michael Clark Duncans. Yeah, that was probably the biggest one. Yeah. MCD probably was like, yeah, you're going to pay me a few million bucks to just stand here in the background. Pretty cool soundtrack, too. They had that uh, one song that was on the Miami Vice soundtrack. Yep. And then uh, the big one was uh, Little Respect by Erasure, which is a cool 80s bop. Yeah. That plays over a montage toward the end. That that probably costs a little bit of pretty penny. You know, it ain't exactly like they're getting Depeche Mode, but and then sadly, I, I thought the, it was sick. Yeah. No, I thought the soundtrack was good. Sadly, the film only made like nine hundred thousand oh. dollars. Well, it's become sort of a cult hit in that. 
oh really time i think at least among like queer viewers yeah that's cool like the lgbt's like, all those and I can, all those homies and i can see that because, lgbtq like, plus yeah plus plus gotta add the plus because we're in a new age new yeah. era and people don't know this is the new version it's like when you know iphones release new iphones and they're like it's the five s s plus right says now we're in the lgbtq plus s yeah. um no it is something where like i guess like i honestly as bad as the movie was I kind of enjoyed it because I feel like this is a movie for somebody that isn't me. Right. And I think that it does send a good message. Yeah, like, yeah. And especially when um the one chick is like, oh my god, you're a whore and you're gay. Like, she calls her a gay slut. A gay, yeah, a gay for slut. For making like, out with Jordana Brewster. It's like, fuck you, bitch. She's like, being very hypocritical because she was getting she, macked on by McPoyle. I'm telling you, at one point, one of her reactions was clearly her getting a dick pic mm-hmm. from him. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he, like, put his hands behind yeah. his head when he oh, sent yeah. it. He, he was like, yeah. AOL Instant Check Messenger. out this hog, yeah. bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, essentially the entire film is one long metaphor for coming out of the closet, I would say. Yeah. The Debs are, like, uh... The society that wants to smother her. The standard. Yeah, they want to smother her sexuality. And then she gets embroiled in this uh, romantic tryst with Lucy Diamond. And And then uh, by the end, she declares her love for her. It's it's really a pretty simple story. There was less spy shit than I expected and more rom-com shit than I uh, anticipated. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I saw that it was supposed to be a spoof of Charlie's Angels shit, I was like... Okay, we're gonna get some like funny like spy gags, right? And we did not. Not really. Yeah, like the opening couple minutes, maybe when we're seeing like yeah, they have like were they actually teleporting or was it a hologram? Like uh, teleporting. They were actually. They confirmed that was a it at Star the, Trek teleportation. They confirmed it at the end okay. when she comes in to talk to her at the Deb's house. Mm-hmm. And she, like, actually, like, interacts with her, like, physically. So they have a teleporter device. They have Michael Clark Duncan can show himself in a painting. In on the, all of all the, the pictures. All the paintings on the walls mm-hmm. and wake the Debs up. Uh, they have little, they have a force field around their house. Their little Deb mansions. So, like, a guy throws a newspaper and then it goes through the force it field and lights on gets fire. Gets on fires. And uh, Devin Aoki is a sex addict. She is, yeah, and she keeps sneaking boys in. I wish she would sneak me in. Uh, me too. Fun fact. Me too movement. The f- that's the me too movement we need. <laughs> yeah. Devin Aoki, sneak, sneak us in. Sneak me too into your house, Devin. Uh, the first guy, the first guy that she's revealed to be with in bed, Megan mm. Good had gone out on a date with him oh. prior to filming this film. IRL, in real life. Yeah, in real life. Now, was this an awkward thing? Like, she, he showed up and was was like, oh, I was on a date with it you? Didn't, or was it like it she didn't suggested in, him for the role? No, no, it didn't go into detail about that. It was just, I guess, when they were doing, like, a press junket, she brought up that, like, she had uh, gone on a date with that dude before they shot the film. And banged him. Probably. Mm. God, bang making good. I'd let her bang me. Yeah. Do it, just lay me down and slap me around. Mm hmm. Like a piece of meat I am. Treat me good or treat me dumb. I am but a man. This movie, uh,. Doesn't have, doesn't want shit to do with men for the most part. There's a bozo guy who's like. I was about to say, to be fair, the guy who's in it is a fucking yeah, dipshit. He's like the main male dude. He's like the ex boyfriend of the main chick played by Sarah Foster. I can't even remember her character's name. Amy, Amy Bradshaw. Yeah. Amy. 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 There's a snake in here, Amy. Yeah, he, at one point towards the end, he like tries to force her to be straight. Yeah. And, but then he's like, has this line where he's like, by the way, like, you hooking up with another chick, it's hot. 
We'll talk about it. And then he, like, repels back out. And it's like, fuck, fuck you, you, dude. This isn't like, about you, dude. Yeah, dude. This isn't about turning you on. This is about this fucking woman, this, young, already... this beautiful young woman exploring her sexuality, right. coming to terms with the fact that she might possibly be gay, she or already... at least bisexual. Yeah, she already broke up with your bitch ass at the start of the fucking film. Right, yeah. And so... dropped your goddamn daddy's bracelet, which, by the way, fuck dude, you. was ugly. Might want to talk to your daddy yeah. because he's wearing bracelets, and that shit ain't straight, dog. Yeah, but he, maybe he was metro. Sexual. Yeah, your dad would be fucking disappointed in you. <laughs> you fucking you heteronormative, you cis heteronormative piece mm. of fucking garbage. White dog shit. You white dog shit motherfucker. Fuck you. I'm glad Captain Marvel made six billion dollars at the box office and made you feel like a fucking infantile, uh, no fucking genital having piece of shit. Do you find it funny? You got no cum left in your balls, do bitch. You, do you find the, like, backlash on Captain Marvel hilarious at all? Uh, like, how so? Just the... All of the fucking, like, cis, straight, fucking, like, white guys, like, being like, oh, fuck, like, Brie Larson said that this movie oh, yeah, isn't yeah. for us, like, fuck her, blah, 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 this movie sucks, before it even came out. Well, there was a movement, like, even fucking... James Woods, of all actors, posted this on his Twitter. Uh, I, I guess a bunch of these weird right-winger motherfuckers uh, are boycotting Captain Marvel and going to see Alita Battle Angel instead. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, you're supporting the same thing? <laughs> Not even just the same thing. Uh, Alita Battle Angel, like, in recent weeks, has been very much so embraced by the transgender community on, uh, on Twitter. Like, a lot of the film people I follow are trans, okay. and they've been writing about, like, uh, how empowered they feel watching Alita Battle Angel. Like, I haven't about, downloaded it. I haven't a, watched it oh, yet. I got like a Korean a, sub for Oh, nice. Yeah. You should definitely find it. I'm excited. It I like it a lot. I yeah. fucked up. I watched goddamn Robin Hood's. <sighs> Alright, so, but they were saying they are feeling empowered, and... Yeah, because the, the Alita Battle Angel, it deals with, like, body dysmorphia and, like, feeling at home and... Is she a robot girl? Yeah, because she's a robot girl and she's like, this isn't, you know, my body, this isn't me. And then, you know, she finally comes to... She finally gets her real body. Okay. And she comes to grips with like, okay, I'm Alita and I'm a battle angel and I'm a badass now. I don't know. There's been, there's been quite a few trans readings so, in the film, so... But then... This alt-right group uh, These who... alt-writers, I guess, didn't know this, and so they're like, boycott Captain Marvel and go see fucking Alita Battle Angels. I don't know why. Way to go, Rodriguez. Way yeah. to time that release, baby. No, it's... I find it hilarious because it's like... Uh, Brie Larson said apparently that, like, A Wrinkle in Time wasn't for, like, straight white men or something, like, reviewer-wise. And it wasn't! It... Exactly! I, I could tell just by looking at the... I didn't see the fucking movie. I saw the trailers for it, and I was like, this is for fucking little kids. I read the fucking... kids who want to see it and go, I can see myself on the fucking screen for once. I read the fucking book in middle school, and I fucking hated it. Right. I thought it was a terrible goddamn book. Right. And so I had no fucking interest in seeing the movie, because I hated the goddamn source material. Right. But, like, hey, good on them to, like, sell it to a group that doesn't have, like... That, that, that aren't represented every day. Right. You know, very similar to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and which honestly, I fucking loved. I would take this over Wrinkle in Time, because Wrinkle in Time some fucking corporate Disney bullshit. Yeah, I'm not Corporate see- motherfuckers. This passion project, financed independently, yep. made by a woman who wanted to fucking tell this story, this wonderful, uh, yeah, beautiful, She wanted to get people out of the closet. Yeah. And you know what? If it helped fucking leading with the Les or whatever, fighting with my yeah. family, Les yeah. lady on the like- IMDb... 
then that's fucking good, you know? You have nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. If you're a guy and you want to suck dick, if you're a girl and you want to eat pussy, mm-hmm. if you're a fucking guy who wants to be a girl or a girl who wants to be a guy, fucking God bless you, man. Mm-hmm. Fucking go out and get get you, man. Do you. So, you know, who cares if I was fucking a little bit, a uh, lot bored watching Debs and I started playing bored. Peggle Blast on my phone, which is not a game about pegging people in the bedroom. It's about... You shoot a fucking marble ball and it bounces off color blocks. And It'd be a lot funner if it was about, about pegging, pegging in the bedroom. Yeah, they should make games like that. But, I mean, I was playing that instead. But, hey, maybe this movie just I, it wasn't for me. Maybe it wasn't about me. That's cool. I like movies about fucking sad white dudes who drink liquor and piss their pants. Doesn't have to be about that. It just has to have a character <laughs> it has like to have a that. Character. And I, I see that on the screen. I go, I feel represented on fucking screen. I understand identity uh-huh. politics now. Yeah. It's like when I saw Alien Covenant and I saw fucking Danny McBride, my fat redneck hero, running yeah. around with a goddamn flamethrower fighting xenomorphs. And I, yeah. feel, I was like, finally, I feel fucking seen. It's about goddamn in time. In one of these fucking alien movies. <laughs> finally. Now, now I understand how the fucking ladies felt seeing Ripley's run around mm-hmm. shooting fucking flamethrowers at the alien. I was and like, I, I feel how little color babies. Feel running around yeah. watching Spider-Mans and Spider-Verses. Right, watching fucking Wrinkle in Time going, I can find the fucking Wrinkle in Time too. Yeah, dude. You are a Wrinkle in Time. Right. We're all a Wrinkle in Time. We just I don't need even to know what find... the fuck that movie's about. I don't never read the book or nothing. It, their dad's like lost in some weird oh. fucking like... Inside the Wrinkle? Different... Yeah, in the Wrinkle into, of Time. Into the Wrinkleverse? It's pretty much. It's wrinkle, wrinkleverse. Wrinkle Man into the Wrinkleverse. I'd watch it. Wrinkleverse. Don Rickles. <laughs> Don Rickles into the Wrinkleverse. <laughs> Don Rickles into the Wrinkleverse. Don Rickles, my favorite insult comic. <laughs> I'd watch it. Look at you, baby gorilla. <laughs> Classic scene in uh, Dirty Work. Yeah, no, like, here's the thing, right? Is like, I feel like there isn't a lot to talk about with this film because of the fact that clearly it wasn't a great movie to us, but we can see how this film would help, like, that 13-year-old girl, like, who's feeling feelings for her friend and like yeah is ashamed of it or is afraid to that she's different and afraid to come out of the closet like yeah you know if you you saw this and you were like oh fuck they they get it lucy diamond gets it i want to fuck lucy diamond who doesn't who doesn't i would understand you know jordana brewster might have a goddamn body like one of them fucking stick bugs oh she looks terrible and like she's gorgeous (laughs) in her face her body, I swear to God, if she had put on one extra pound, her fucking little twig legs would have broken. <laughs> I think it's just because so much of the movie, like, they clearly only had, like, one lens, and they just capture everything from these nah, very, she's like, medium-wide angles, and she's like... I thought about that, and towards the end, they had a shot of her, like, just her full body, and, like, dude, nah, man, like, Jordana was going through some shit at that she's time. She's, like, 90 pounds. She's it, un- unnaturally thin. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, but you know That's what? That's Hollywood. You know what? I wish Jordana would talk about that. You think she had maybe some body image issues? Absolutely. A little, uh, had an eating disorder? Well, I think that's an issue with most people in Hollywood. Right. You see, like, look at all these actresses. You go and, like, see, like, their early work, and they're, like, twig thin. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, because that's what you're being told is the only way you'll get a film, is the only way you'll get a leading role. Right. That's just fucked up. We need you to be under 100, darling. I mean, look, I'm also not saying go the complete opposite and be that annoying blonde Australian lady from Pitch Perfect, but, like... Rebel Wilson. Yeah, but, like, you know... Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what my girl Florence Pugh has been talking about a lot. She's Body like, image? Yeah, she's like, I just have a normal body. That's normal? 
I wish that was normal. <laughs> She's like, we don't have to conform to a body image. It, I wish. Hello, love. Again, I wish that was normal. She was, uh, she was in rage mode because there was some fucking review of fighting with my family that pointed out her quote unquote chunky thighs. Uh, excuse me, whoever the fuck wrote that review. And it was a woman who wrote the review. She Yo. comparing her chunky thighs to Paige's more slender legs, the real Paige. Bitch! I don't know, man. She was looking fine in that film. Mm-hmm. Like, I, dude, her thighs and her ass, thunk chunky thighs. Nah, those thighs of a woman who mm. fucking worked out and did some goddamn squats. Mm. Midsummer out this August. Man, fuck whoever wrote that review. Let's take a look at, speaking of reviews, let's take a look at some, uh, well, first, Rotten Tomatoes. What do you want to guess what the Rotten Tomato meter is? Ooh, for this film? Yeah. A lot of cis white dog shit out there. I know, man, these fucking Captain Marvel reviewers. I'm gonna guess 21. 38! Wow, higher than I thought. All right. Oh, look at this, Deb's photos, they have, uh, uh, character profiles for all the characters. For each character. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Devin Aoki. Dominique. Dominique, code the name, French smoker. Codename Diabolique. Diablo. Diabolique. You know, because she's always on fire. Age, 19. <laughs> Fully legal, baby. Astrological sign, Gemini. Favorite weapon. Ooh, Gemini. Gross. It says, uh, favorite weapon here, AK-47. Not true in the film. Her favorite weapon she, was a Uzi. fucking Uzi. Yeah. They showed her using a Uzi multiple times. Yeah, she came down you, on dog. a zip line and was shooting a Uzi while smoking a cigarette. Everyone has a cool gun. She has a uh-huh. fucking Uzi. Favorite song, Femme Fatale by The Velvet Underground. Favorite movie, Lost in Translation. Great film. I don't like that movie. Love it. I just watched it the other night. Really? We watched it and I was watching it at like five in the morning. I was like, God, this is such a fucking... I might have to give it a rewatch. Lost in Translation is supposedly... That's the one with Scar Joe, right? Yeah, Bill Murray. Supposedly, that's where she met uh, Benicio Del Toro, and they fucking banged out while she was 18. You talking about Giovanni Ribisi? No, no. Apparently, no, not different. Like, he was on a different movie. Benicio was Yeah, in or he was, like, there for something. Like, she yeah. met Benicio? She banged they Benicio? They were in an elevator. They were staying at the same hotel, oh. and supposedly, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. They banged out, and I was like, yo, God, Benicio. Her virtue, supermodel thighs, her vice, supermodel diet. <laughs> On love, l'amour, merde. She's a French sex addict turned super spy who has a knack for getting her man with her bee-stung lips and a pout that seems permanently painted on her fine porcelain doll visage. Dominique is built for seduction, running after bad guys armed with her assault rifle, puffing on a cigarette, and accessorized with the sleekest and steepest stilettos straight off the runways of Paris. They're not wrong. What a babe! Mm-hmm. Megan Good was Max. Her codename was Panther. Panther. 22. Because she's black. Favorite weapon. Now this says Uzi. No. No. She had a gigantic, dirty, hairy revolver with a yeah. huge fucking scope on it. That you would These never people... need a scope for that handgun. No. <laughs> These people clearly did not watch the film. These fuckers. Her favorite movie, listed as Girl Fight. Fuck yeah. Go back, listen to our Girl Fight episode. Girl Fright. Virtue, friend for life. Girl Fight, Vice, good night. Enemy forever. Born leader or borderline psychotic. Don't even go there. Max is the sexy, sultry, super hot squad captain, leading her ladies into danger and right back out again. Awarding her squadron stripes for their bravery, Max harbors her own desire for similar recognition. Armed with a quick trigger finger and an even quicker temper. 
it's best to remain on this hot-tempered hottie's cool side. They mentioned her as being psychotic in the film, and it's, I never got vibes of her being psychotic nah. at all. Nah. She's got a thing. That, that was another sort of story arc, is her friendship with... Uh, Amy. Amy Bradshaw, played by Sarah Foster of The Big Bounce, um, where she's she's jealous because Amy gets named like the leader, captain, the captain because she like survived a confrontation and with Diamond I th- Girl. I think there was definitely a little bit of like she's jealous of her romance with Lucy Diamond. I think it's more. We never more, see her have romance of her own, right? I think it's it's more than a friendship thing. It's her more romance her... is yeah, maybe she was into her, right. But didn't want to force her gayness onto her, mm. and so it like hurts her that like she discovered her own sexuality, but right. with another woman. With another woman. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be heartbreaking. It would be. Yeah. Uh, Janet, codename Angora. What the hell is that? Is Janet the bitchy one? Yeah, Janet was the one who was banging McPoyle. Yeah, okay. Uh, Future McPoyle. She's a Pisces. Yeah, what up, girl? Pisces! Favorite weapon, knitting needles. Her favorite movie is The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Wedding. That's a good movie. Yeah. On Love, I Let My Hair Down for Bad Boys. Yeah, she seems like the type who would like be like, this is me letting go. With a fetish for sweaters that surpasses some people's fetish for leather, Janet's spacey demeanor may make her seem like something of a misnomer when thought of as a spy. But Janet has a few surprise tricks up her sleeve, a few which might even surprise her, namely her trademark witty asides. Formerly a convicted shoplifter, Janet is now a master thief courtesy of the Debs Academy. If only she could steal her stripes from Max. These coveted stripes not only give her greater responsibility, a scary thought, but also will allow her to graduate from the academy. And now that she's a Spacey? That's... I was... Kevin Spacey? Yeah, she fucks kids. Oh my god. Fuck your stripes. Amy's nickname was the perfect score because she was the only one to ever get the perfect score on the secret Debs SAT So apparently she failed her SATs by getting the wrong answers, but they were the The perfect perfect score for the Debs. The perfect score, also starring Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Banged Benicio Del Toro on location while filming. I'm almost positive it was Benicio. It was was a great Hispanic actor. I'm almost positive it was Benicio. Yeah. Because they were way older than her Uh when it happened. She might have only been 17 when they filmed Lost She was in 18. She had just turned 18. Mm-hmm. The very first thing you see in Lost in Translation is her butt. I mean, to be fair, if I was just turning 18 and I had the opportunity to bang Benicio Del Toro... Uh-huh. Hell, I'd still bang him today and he kind of looks like a werewolf. I'd spread my asshole wide. Yeah. I'd be like, slip it in, dog. So, you want to be a Sicario? <laughs> yeah, goddamn yeah. right I do. Day of the Soldado, more like Day of day the, the Sore Asshole. Day of the Cumdado. <laughs> day of the Sore Asshole. <laughs> Her favorite weapon is a spear gun. What the hell? She never uses at all. She is the nicest of the four Debs, always there to help a kitty down from a tree or an elderly woman across the street. She doesn't seem like that type. Her sweet demeanor makes her something of a sex symbol to the bad guys, or in this case, the bad girl, Lucy Diamond. I... Do not agree with Lucy that. Lucy Diamond, favorite movie, Out of Sight. Great choice. Yeah, Lucy. hell yeah. Way All to right. go. We got Lucy. a Soderbergh fan in the house. Goddamn right. And I guess that's sort of she similar. She relates to George. Right. She relates to Clooney, the bad boy with the heart of gold who mm-hmm. loves the uh, Karen Sisko, the, what is she, bounty hunter or whatever? Yeah, she's the. No, she wasn't she she's federal? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's a federal agent. That's right, because she was on Justified and they did a TV show. It was uh, Carla Gugino. Wait, what? Karen Sisko? You don't remember that? 
That was the same character the same from character Out of Sight? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, Karen Sisko. How is Out what? of Sight and Justified in the same universe? Huh? Because the character is the same character. Is Out of Sight based on it's, one of his books? Yeah, Elmore Leonard, yeah. Fucking A, that's awesome. It's the Elmore Leonard book, yeah. The Elmore Leonard verse, because then Ray Nicolette, uh, Michael Keaton's character, is in Out of Sight and Jackie Brown. That blows my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And Jackie Brown was based on Rum Punch. Okay. Fucking A. All right. Cool, man. The so, Elmore Leonard verse. Hey, you hear that, Disney? Fuck you. Fuck, the Fuck your goddamn... It's all about the Elmore Leonard verse. Yeah, dude. I'm all about the Elmore Leonard verse. I've got a couple of Rayland Gibbons books if you want to read them. Uh, yes, please. They're awesome. He I'll burn through those fuckers. He hangs out in Italy and he eats fucking ice cream. <laughs> I'm, I'm about it. You got some crows. You got some Dewey crows in there. Do they fly straight? Yeah, perfect lines. <laughs> goddamn right. Um... I did want to say this had a little bit in common with the Fast and the Furious, where it was, uh, the Fast and the Furious is not necessarily a romance across right. the, the criminal uh, cop line, but it's definitely uh, a bromance. There's and a subplot to... Uh, yeah, I would say the the Brian O'Connor, Dominic Toretto, Amy Bradshaw, and Lucy Diamond <laughs> Lucy relationships Diamond. are very similar. Yeah. And, the, the, even Jordana has a speech in this where she's talking about... Uh, like she didn't want to be a bad girl. Right, like, yeah, exactly. And it reminded, She didn't necessarily choose that life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an aptitude test or yes, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, shouldn't you do what you're best at? And Jordana's like, no, you should do what you want to do. Yeah. And that reminded me a lot of Brian O'Connor. That like, is, yep. To, to a T. Yeah, choosing the, the criminal life. Maybe the bandito. The bandolero's life is for me. The Bandera- Bandolero's life is always going to be for me. The Antonio Banderas life. Let me ask you something. All right. Should Powers Booth have been in this movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Sad to say. Michael Clark. Sorry, Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, I agree. R.I.P. Sweet Angel. I know. But baby, that would have been a Booth role. Yeah. And you know what? Hologram. When he's... Smoking the big cigar. Michael Clark Duncan, when he's standing quiet in the background, there's really no presence. Uh-huh. He's just got his hands over his hands in the front. And you, you see him out of the corner of your eye, you're like, well, that's a giant black man. Yeah. Dude, Booth? But we, you saw Booth. Booth in the background would just been like big cigar, chewing on the end of it. Uh, they just... almost might not have been able to, they probably thought about him, and then we're like, we can't cast him because he's going to blow everybody else off the screen. The raw fucking right. sexuality we want people of this to be, man. Right, we want people to be focused on the lesbians. We're about lesbians. But if Powers Booth was in here, then everybody, Everyone's their straight. pussies would be or gay. wet for his dick. Yeah. Or men's dicks are coming for right. his, his dick. Sicario 2, the sore asshole day. Mm-hmm. Into Powers Booth's cock. Yep. I just restarted Deadwood last night. I can't wait to get to episode Dude. two tonight and see fucking Powers Booth roll into town. So good. Oh, man. It. I cannot wait for the Deadwood movie. Uh, here's a five-star review from Letterboxd. This is the movie to end all movies. Lynchian in its absurdity, absurdity and Hitchcockian in its precision with a level of romance not seen on this scale since, well, ever in the history of cinema. What? I used to think I was gay. I now know I was wrong. I was a fraud, a phony, a charlatan. After watching this movie, I have ascended to such a plane of homosexuality that I can see that it is impossible to correctly call yourself a gay until you have seen and adored this flawless, daring, avant-garde piece of lesbian cinema. You cannot even begin to understand culture until you have heard Devin Aoki's French accent. You can't proclaim to know great poetry until you have heard Holland Taylor say, This is not the Girl Scouts. This is espionage. 
And you truly cannot fathom what true beauty really is until you have witnessed Jordana Brewster lip-syncing to a little respect by English synth-pop duo Erasure. But most importantly, you are thoroughly unable to say you have experienced Nirvana until you have experienced the modern marvel that is... Debs. Jesus Christ. Well said, Collie Adams. Kudos to you, man. I'm glad you ascended another plane of homosexuality. That's fucking cool, man. There's a lot of five-star reviews of this on Letterboxd. I'm, I'm I mean, really... Well, there's a lot of, like, lesbian girls on Letterboxd. Yeah, I mean, hey, good like for them. lesbian teenagers. Like we said, if this did something for you, fucking awesome. I just... I'm now enraptured by like what the next plane of homosexuality could be yeah we'll never discover that like yeah because we watched deb's and it didn't make me ascend so i just i guess i'm not gay i wish this guy could break down to me the ascension when ingmar bergman said no art passes our conscience in the way film does and goes directly to our feelings deep down into the dark rooms of our souls he was talking about deb's five stars watched by jamie god damn jamie this is totally what spies should have been gay (laughs) <laughs> Lucy yeah. Diamond did nothing wrong. The government is just lesphobic. You're right. I agree. She yeah. gave all the money back. Yeah, dude, she did everything to like right her wrong. I mean, immediately we think she's meeting with some fucking Russian hitman, hit woman lady, to do something something evil. It turns out it's just a blind date. And yeah. And Jimmy Simpson just wants her to fucking have sex again so she yeah. can get out of her depressive slump. By the way, God bless him. Yeah, he, he was, was so supportive, supportive of her male, sexuality. This is how you could be a great supportive male ally. You set your lesbian friends up on blind dates with hot, big-titted Russian Never women. tried to hit on her. Never. Uh, went and hit on a Deb who was straight. Yeah. Yep. And had, sent it, had a great time, consensually sent her dick pics over AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. He but, was just, honestly, he was a great best friend. He really was. He was like, right, I found a perfect girl for uh-huh. you. Like, let's get you. You got it. You got broken up with. You're brokenhearted. You need to get back on that horse, yeah, sister. Yeah, man. Get back on that clam, girl. Jordana Brewster's eyebrows. Like if you agree. I'm going to like it. Like. I agree. She has great eyebrows. She does have great eyebrows. She has great hair. She's a great looking lady. I liked her makeup in this. She, her oh, She looked radiant. She had something on her cheekbones and it was just glowing. Yep. She looked radiant. Mm-hmm. It, the only issue is I feel like she was going through some shit. Everybody say thank you, Angela Robinson, for giving us the most iconic lesbian movie ever created. Five stars. This made all my baby gay dreams come true. Five stars. You know, it makes me happy that, like... Let's go lesbians. Five stars. Lesbians, I rest my case. Five stars. Nice. I'm gay. Five stars. I'm very happy that, like, (laughs) this movie speaks to that community. Like, Lucy Diamond is the most relatable character of all time. Jeopardize your crime empire because of a cute girl? Honestly, same. Five stars. Fuck yeah. No need for crime when you can Here have you a cute girl. Scud, that must have been Jimmy Simpson's character, is the ultimate straight ally. Five he stars. Is. Fuck yeah, dude. This movie is the dream gay rom-com. Five stars. Honestly, as two straight men, we should aspire to be more like Scud. We should. Thank you, Scud. <laughs> Thank you, Scud. God Scud. The God of God Bingo. God of Bingo. I feel like almost every single LGBT film has to have a sad end, and it's just so overwhelming to just have a great time watching lesbians being happy and in love. Five stars. That is a great way of putting it. There's so many uh, tragic uh, gay films out there, like Brokeback Mountain and shit like that, where it always ends in some horrific crime. It, like, yeah, boys you, don't cry or some shit. You find yourself yeah. to be comfortable, and then it's stripped away yeah, from and you. Yeah, it snatches victory from the jaws of defeat or whatever, yeah. vice versa. 
I think uh, when, uh, Carol. Carol has a nice ending, right? Don't uh... her and Scud. Yeah, they get together. Huh? No, no, I'm talking about the film Carol. Oh, with Rooney Mara and I Kate just Blanchett. assumed that that bitchy yeah, yeah, woman's name was Carol. Rooney Mara goes to the dinner at the end, and they see each other, and then it ends. So hey, that was that was a nice one. This one's good. Oh, it's kind of like The Dark Knight Rises. Where Alfred goes. <laughs> Carol stole the ending from The Dark Knight Rises. That's exactly <laughs> true. And at the end, Kate Blanchett holds up her little teacup. <laughs> Crack that goddamn Cinematic parallels. I'm going to post that shit on Twitter later. I'll give you credit. Don't worry. <laughs> Crack that Da Vinci code. Oh, man. Honestly, bless Angela Robinson for doing the Lord's work, giving us an LGBT romance spy movie where no one dies for being gay, women aren't shamed for having sex. Well, one is. She's one called is. a gay slut, and they post all her details but, at the Debs Academy. To be fair... the that, movie paints that in a negative light. Exactly, and that girl comes around to support her gay she love. She does, she does. Uh, women aren't shamed for having sex or drinking and smoking, and where the central conflict of the story isn't that Amy is a woman and so is Lucy, but that Amy is a spy and Lucy is a supervillain. Yeah. Also, I love literally every single scene between Lucy and Scud. Their friendship is a goal and a blessing. A-plus showing that men and women can be friends and just that. Agreed. Probably my single favorite interaction between them. Uh, okay, it was just a line of dialogue from the movie. <laughs> I agree with her, though. It's super fucking affirming to see this as a girl who likes girls and no one has to die for once. But, like, yeah. it's obviously not the same kind of five-star that something like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is. Okay. Everyone has their, their guilty pleasures. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't even seem to think of this as a guilty pleasure. She did, though. I don't think she's necessarily calling it a guilty pleasure, but just a... I don't know. Like, like there's films where... There's movies like, that are always going to hit with you. You're like, this is cinema, but then this one's, like, personal to me. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Where it's like, I'm not saying Superbad is a, the same five star no, as Apocalypse It's a five now. star to me because right. of how it relates to me. Yeah, exactly. Apocalypse Now is a five star because it is literally a cin- cinematic masterpiece. Right, because of the way it unravels the, the human mind. And alcoholism. It makes me feel like I'm going insane inside my fucking brain. That's but, one of those movies I've always wanted to watch on acid, but I'm like too afraid to do. Could never do it. I watched it... Uh, before I was in the hospital last summer, like really? when I was going through withdrawals, I watched oh my god, now, like pitch black in my room. I'm like had the shakes. I'm sweating. And you were him. I like... was literally fucking <laughs> Captain Willard watching was, you from the fan. It was down. the most insane fucking fucking cinematic experience of my goddamn life. Yeah, that that stresses me out. Like I like those types of movies where like I see a movie that like stresses me out. I'm like, man, like on acid, this would be a wild oh, ride. No, but no, that thanks. one's that one that like. I need to be with somebody that I can, like, just hug yeah. and, like, curl up with because that movie's going to fuck yeah, me up fuck that. bad. Yeah. Last time we did acid, we watched movies that made us have a good time. Do we have... Dude, I Actually, don't know. Last Speed time we did Racer acid, stressed me the Speed, fuck out. Speed Racer did, but that was... We took the whole tab and it was very intense and that movie was intense. Yes. Like, it wasn't scary or anything, but it was just so fucking, like, over the top. Well, it was like, enough for me that... It was an assault on the senses. I, well, I got out of my chair. We were rotating my chair because I have one chair. Right. And so I went and got in my bed and just, like, held hooch. Mm-hmm. And I remember it ended and we got up, and you had sweat so bad. Like, the chair was, like, covered. I was, I was melting into the chair, the, yeah. Dude, that movie was fucking no joke. Yeah, but then we did Tokyo Drift, and that was probably was one of beautiful. the greatest movies I'd ever seen. Yeah. And it still is. And we did Point Break, and that was lovely as well. Yep. 
And then another night we did Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which I don't know what we were thinking there. That was bothering Luckily, me so badly. Tab, but yeah, when the fucking bugs start coming out of that man's mouth. I was not having a good time. <laughs> Who's, who was the hottest person in Debs? Jordan Brewster. You're going Jordana? Yeah, Jordana by far. For oh. me, it's either Jordana or Devin. Yeah. Our it's honestly girls. the fast girls were the yeah, hottest. the fast girls. I'm going to go with Devin. Okay. That's the, the smoking and like the beret and all that shit really did it for and me. And the tiniest of skirts. Mm-hmm, very tiny. Uh, she had the shortest. I don't even know this. It was a trivia was, thing. She had the shortest I skirt. Mm. It's because of those thighs that they mentioned in the character profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thick thighs don't lie. During the opening credits, they had all these shots of the Debs, and they were wearing funny costumes, and she had a lot of good funny costumes. She was in a space outfit, but she was smoking a cigarette inside her space yeah. helmet. <laughs> I, fucking, I was I losing like it. That. Yeah. She's uh, she's beautiful. Love Devin Aoki. She has a very singular look. It's her. Yeah. You know? Come back to movies, Devin. Make yeah. more movies. Come on. Parenthood's cool and all, but like... Yeah, come out of retirement. Come back to What films. can I do to coax you back into uh, starring on the big screen again? Maybe if we just like murder all of our kids. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, well, I have nothing yeah, else to I got do. Nothing. I need to films. fill this void in my life. Yep. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, that's like the darkest joke I've ever made. Out of six Coronas, how many would you give to Debs? Uh, 1.5. Yeah, I'm like I'm right there, like a one point five or a two. But again, it, it, it's not for us. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what fucking it's, score we give it. I am as very. You, yeah, I can, love what this does for women that are. Afraid I mean, of, as you can see, I'm going through letterbox reviews and it's page after page of five yeah. star reviews. Like you know, this is my fucking iconic lesbian love story. Blah blah blah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like God bless you. If this movie helped you come out of the closet, if it helped you identify your sexuality, like fucking a man. Or if you just fucking like watching it because you like seeing gay cute ladies kiss on screen that's dope man i did like that yeah (laughs) i mean you hear us fucking talking about every goddamn movie we watch we're talking about the hot chicks Uh fucking nipples blasting through shirts i mean even hot dudes we talk about so you know now you get to see fucking ladies make out with each other i'm so fucking give me the r-rated version of this where there's some nipples being scissoring yeah Yeah, nipples (laughs) you just flicked yourself in your goddamn eyeball with your own straw you're chewing on. No, it was it was spit came off the end of the straw and hit uh, me in the eyeball. A goddamn eyeball. Eyeball, regardless, taking damage. Eyeball fuckery. I'm going to get a goddamn patch. Yeah. Um, hey, hot hey. babes. It's a... If you're going to watch it with a friend and get drunk, fucking go for it. Yeah. It's, you know. I guess. I don't know. I'm the drunk one. He's the sober one. Yeah. I, I, uh, I drank a bubbly seltzer water during the film delectable i like it lime flavor i drank eight long boards <laughs> and now a natty daddy eight what to completion or big wave sorry kona big, waves. big wave shout out from the hurricane heist episode you Dude, remember they uh i found they were selling the liquor store down the street hot damn i have bought a six pack legitimately every day since friday fuck yeah Doing to it, three. man I, it's, i've been tempted because we started selling them where i work and i've been like man they're just refreshing yeah, like... I gave one to my mom on Friday. She was like, ew, this is gross. I was like... What are you talking about, woman? Fuck you. Yeah, here. Goddamn devil woman. All right, well, that was Debs. Mm-hmm. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope y'all enjoyed the poetry reading. Hey, if you're afraid to come out of the closet... Don't be. Fuck that shit. Go get it. We here at PodFest say, hey, come on out. Do you, We're girl. your We're your friends here. You can or tell boy. us. You can tell us. We'll be your scuds. We'll be your allies. 
If you're a guy, I'll talk to you about how big Ben Affleck's dick is uh-huh. until the cows come home. Sure. And me? I'll, I will I will go home and jack off to some straight pornos. Because <laughs> yeah. I support sex workers also. Yeah, man. Uh, hey. It's important to do that. If you're going to get paid to fuck, fuck do it, get man. paid to fuck. Fuck yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time I got offered to like be in a porno? Really? Yeah. This dude, like... Did a porno. He legitimately, it sounds goofy, but like the only way I can describe it is like his dick was tired. Right. And he was like, Yeah, I could put you in like, touch out. with them and like you could like go in and just do it. He's like, They aren't showing your face or anything. Like, it's just, you just have to fuck her. I was like, All right. Got called, went there, like showed up. Oh, yeah. And they said your dick was too small? Nah, dude. Literally. The minute we were about to roll, I was like, I can't do this. Oh, you got cold I feet? Put, I got cold feet. I pussed out, man. Oh, like, I, dude. I I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to fuck. Even though they weren't going to show your face? They weren't going to show up, but I couldn't what? bring myself to fuck upon this woman. Was she a smoking hot babe? She wasn't smoking hot. She was good looking. Yeah. Like, she was, she was attractive, for uh-huh. sure. Like, I had no problem getting hard for it. Right. Honestly, I think my biggest fear was that I was just going to, like, bust immediately. Uh, it's a curse of mine. It's a mentor curse. Yeah, just performance thing. I'm sure if you fucking nutted, then they would get you, they get a fluffer in there. And... I, yeah, but then I got some goddamn fluffer playing with my dick. I'm like, God damn it, I can do this myself, right. asshole. Yeah, might as well just go home and whack it to Ben Affleck picks. I wasn't prepared to enter into that lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you came to the, the precipice and you just didn't dive in. It's not for me, dude. Yeah. Performance anxiety is a bitch. Yeah. Wow. You gotta pay 200 bucks cash just to fuck this chick. Hot damn. And I walked shit. away from it. 200 bucks? I regret it to this day. <laughs> you could have bought so many fucking natty daddies with that cash. Dude, I could have bought a video game and, like, enough Natty Daddies for, like, a week. I know, man. I would have been in there. God damn. Oh, well. Shit happens. Shit happens. This has been Debs. Next week, we'll be watching Running Scared, starring Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. And the week after that, Nikki will be joining us yet again for The Fast and the Furious 4, directed by Justin Lin. The introduction. And I don't even remember what the hell we talked about in that one. Not the introduction, because he did Tokyo Drift, but... Oh, he did Tokyo Drift, yeah. But I don't even remember what the hell we talked about in that one, because we recorded it like a month and a half ago at this point. Yeah. Huh? Well, we're back to the family, at least. Yeah, the family. Well, five coming. Yeah, five's in the pipeline. Five is in the chamber, ready to fire. Ha, ha, ha. I'm excited. I've been Davis. I've been Chance. This has been Pod Fast and Les Furious. Salute. Me, Les Milia.